Stand with me this morning. We're going to begin in Luke chapter 2. So in Luke chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 39 and 40. And when they had, uh, had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of the Lord was upon him. Let's pray together. God, we are so thankful for your word today, the power, uh, God, the hope, the strength, uh, uh, God, that, that everything that we need to live for you uh, is available to us, uh, God, in your word, uh, in one another, in, um, in you, God, in all that you've done. And so we, we pray today that you would help each one of us to think about our priorities in our lives and who's really uh, has first place of our hearts. Uh, and God, if there uh, is in any way, shape, or form that you've gotten down on that list that you're not number one, in our life for whatever reason. We pray for a spirit of repentance to fall upon us, that we would immediately see that and change and put you where you belong, God. The only place that, uh, that, that you will be is to be number one, or you will not uh, be in our lives. And so we pray against the deception that we often fall under, uh, the idea that we can kind of just stuff you uh, in our lives, but not really, you know, give you everything. Uh, Lord, we, uh, we thank you for this example of Joseph and Mary. They performed everything you called them to do. And we pray that for our own lives, God, in this year to come, that we would think about where you stand truly in our life and that we would make every effort to put you first. And, uh, and we ask for the power and the strength for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And if you're uh, following along in our sermon notes today, uh, we're going to talk about God being first in, uh, in, in 2020. Uh, God being first in your life in, the, in this new year to come. Um, a lot of times we kind of want to just put God somewhere on the list. Uh, I want to think, you know, make him a, a more of a priority for me. Uh, or, uh, you know, I'm going to... Uh, have this list of, of uh, maybe New Year's resolutions or whatever, and somewhere on there it's going to be be a better person or go to church more or be a more godly person or something like that. Um, but is God truly the number one priority in our life, uh, uh, living for Him? And so that's my, my challenge for myself and for you in this coming year uh, is live God first. Live God first and where that begins is even in the smallest details of your life. Um, a lot of times we might think, well, I can't live God first until I take care of this really big thing or this really big problem or whatever it might be. Uh, but living God first begins with the smallest details of your life. What Joseph and Mary were doing after Jesus was born uh, was taking care of these details of God's law that they were called to do. Jesus, as the firstborn son, was to be brought to the temple and offered up to the Lord, uh, and, uh, and, and a sacrifice was to be made. Um, 
And you can see that in verse 24 of chapter 2, they didn't have a lot of money because they just offered up uh, you know, some, some birds that they had instead of a calf or something like that that a more wealthy person would have offered up. But they did everything that God called them to do uh, before they returned home. And you can imagine that you know, if you've had a child, how life can be right after that. And uh, so it could have been easy to say, hey, we just need to get home and get this baby together, get our diaper genie set up or whatever, right? But they stayed in Jerusalem until they could go to the temple at the right time that God told them to. Uh, and they followed the law that God had set down in Moses, uh, with Moses. And, and, um, and they did everything according to the law of the Lord. And then they returned to Galilee. They took care of those small details, of those smallest details in, in their life. And, uh, uh, and, and so they were faithful in the little things. They were faithful in the little things. And, and that's such an important thing that I, I want to challenge you with today and, and I want you to think about today. Are you being faithful in the little things that God is calling you to do? So they performed everything according to the law of the Lord. Uh, in, in, in verse 39, uh, they returned home. Uh, and in, in Luke 16.10, the, the New Living Translation uh, translates the verse this way. If you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. So take a minute to really let that, that soak in. Luke, this is Jesus teaching in Luke 16.10. If you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. Uh, but if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. So if you want to see God begin to do great things in your life, if you want to see God begin to transform your heart and create in you a new heart that, that loves Him and that follows Him, if you want to see those things, it begins with being honest in the little areas of your life where there's dishonesty, where there's anything that doesn't please God um, in your life, uh, you've got to begin to fight those battles first. It's kind of like the, the Dave Ramsey financial peace plan, right? You start to pay off those little bills first, get those out of the way, and then you can begin to tackle those larger debts that you have or whatever. And that's what we want to see with God. What is God calling you to do? And it may seem like, oh, it's not that big a deal, but it is a big deal. Joseph and Mary could have said, ah, you know, Jesus saw these angels came and the, and, the, and the shepherds came and all this amazing stuff happens. We probably don't need to go to the temple and offer this kid up. I mean, look at what God's already done, right? He, uh, but instead, they took care of that detail to take Jesus there. And, uh, and, you know, and all these amazing things happen as a, as a result of their obedience to God in those areas. And so are there little things in your life that you could begin fresh this year to say, I'm going to put God first in these little areas, what may be seemingly little areas. And then a lot of times as you begin to tackle those and to fight those battles with God's power and God's strength, you begin to see that that wasn't a little thing. That was a big thing uh, in your life. It was a big obstacle that was keeping you from fulfilling God's passion in your life, God's purpose for your life. And so... Um, so is there some way in your life that you're not being faithful in little things? 
Um, God's not going to continue to give you big responsibilities because He can't trust you. If He can't trust you in the little things, He's not going to trust you with bigger things. Uh, so in this year, we want to challenge you. Live God first in all things great and small. Whatever those things are. Live God first in all things great or small. Um, in, in Nazareth, which is the town Jesus grew, grew up in, uh, it says that he grew in strength, wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. So we see living God first leads to growth. And it doesn't matter where you're at. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you put God first and you take care of those little things, you're going to see spiritual growth in your life. It's going to happen. The other day we were, um, we were about to do jail ministry in the Somerville jail, and there was a deputy there. And uh, he started talking to us about why we were there at the jail and all that. And, uh, and he said, uh, he asked, you know, what I did or whatever. And I said, oh, I'm the, the preacher in Walnut Springs. And he said, Walnut Springs? That's a miracle there's a church there. All I've ever <laughs> said, I, I can't believe there's a church in that place. All I've ever done is serve warrants over there. I said, well, there is one. Yeah, it's a, so... <laughs> So that's kind of what Nazareth was like, right? Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But here's Jesus, uh, and he is growing in strength and wisdom, and the favor of God is upon him. Uh, we also see that, that the favor of God is upon Jesus even as, a, even as an infant because he didn't need to repent of his sin. He, uh, he was sinless uh, even out of the womb. But, uh, but, but it's amazing to think about that. And so uh, wherever you're at in your life, whatever has happened to you in your background, none of that excuses the fact or, or allows you to say, uh, it's okay for me to not live God first. It's okay for me to be dishonest in these little things or to not take God seriously in these portions of the Bible or whatever it is. Um, no matter what's going on, there is power from God to live God first and to overcome and to, and to win those battles against sin and distractions and whatever else it, it might come in our way. There is power from God to grow. You can grow. In Christ, you can grow spiritually as a man, as a woman. There, there. No matter where you're at, you can grow. God wants you to grow. God doesn't want us to, to you know, stay in diapers. You know, drinking from bottles. He wants us to grow and eat meat and and, and be the people He's created us to be. Uh, but until we put God first, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep you know bickering and fighting like children and. And not, you know, being focused on what we're supposed to be focused on. So as I prayed about that and thought about what Joseph and Mary did, God brought this passage in, it should be in First Peter, I'm sorry. In your notes it says Second Peter, but you'll be real confused if you turn to Second Peter. But, uh, but in First Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, um, Peter's going to command us to, to put away some things in our life. So turn uh, in your Bible there to... Uh, to First Peter chapter two, uh, and he he tells the believers to to put away all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Uh, so think about those those things. He says, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that. The Lord is good, if indeed you have tasted. And so I challenge you with that. Have you truly tasted that God is good? 
Um, you know, it might be that you're not putting God first because you've never truly experienced Him and you don't know Him as your Savior and Lord. And what you know is what the world says is good. And so you keep returning to that because that's how you think of goodness. And uh, because you've never truly tasted and seen how good it is to know God, to know your Creator, to believe in all that God has created you to do. And so one of the things he, he talks to us about is, is putting away all malice and all deceit. And so let's talk about what those words mean because sometimes it help us, helps us to really think through those words. And so uh, to, to have malice is uh, the intention or desire to do evil. Uh, so if you, if you have a, an unrepentant spirit of malice in your life, um, and so you know, we're all going to struggle with, with feelings and emotions that we know are wrong, uh, but it's when we don't repent of that and we just think, I am right to feel this way, uh, that's where malice is going to get us in trouble. If I'm taking it to the Lord, I'm saying, God, I'm so sorry that I feel this way, and I need your help that, you know, for this anger in my heart or this intention, this desire to do evil to this person in my heart, you know, I repent of that and ask you for help, uh, right? Then that's, that's healthy, that's growth. But when I don't repent of that and I justify the intention of, or desire to do evil in my heart, that's going to lead me to live a feelings-first lifestyle because I put that feeling of, of evil intent and maybe the person truly deserves what I want to do to them, but God's, you know, i got to put that in God's hands. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. And so it's not my place to do that. It's my place to trust in God. But if I live a feelings-first lifestyle, whatever I feel is what I start to justify. And I start to, uh, to twist the Scriptures to justify my feelings or live by my feelings. And it's going to be a miserable life. You're going to have a miserable 2020 if you live feelings-first. Because uh, you're just never going to be satisfied in, in a, and you're just going to be all over the place. And especially if you intend evil for somebody. People can do awful things, but it's not our job to do evil to people if we're a Christian. If we're a follower of Jesus Christ, it's our heart's desire to see everybody come to know Him and, and, and to trust God to make things right. So I don't repay evil for evil if I'm a Christian. If I'm truly putting God first in my life, I don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult. I trust God to take care of things. And, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, Jesus commands us to even love our enemies. So anywhere there's, a, there's an intention of evil in my heart, and it happens to me, I've got to take that to the Lord and pray, God help me. Uh, I'm not, you know, you're, you know exactly what's best for this person and how to heal their heart and, and, uh, and, and what has happened hurts. And I want to respond, uh, you know, and do something back to them, but I need to trust in you. Uh, and so we, uh, we need to think about any malice in our heart and repent of any malice in your heart because you're not living God first. If you intend evil for somebody, you're, you're living, you're living feelings first. Uh, you're, you're letting that feeling overcome your relationship with God. And so we've got to repent of that. And, uh, and not only in our own hearts, but it might be such a stronghold in our life 
that we need to go to somebody else and say, will you pray for me? Because I hate this person. And I want to I do evil to them. And I need your prayers. And I need your help. And you can see spiritual strongholds be broken when you humble yourself and pray. And, uh, and when you go to others and, and confess your sin to them, uh, you'll see that forgiveness come upon you. And you'll find strength in that. Another area that he talks about here is unrepentant deceitfulness. If you have deceitfulness in your life, and I like that word deceitfulness because um, it, it, it kind of, you think about deceit is kind of small sometimes, a little white lie here or there. But no matter how small the deceit is, it's going to lead to a self first lifestyle, right? Deceit is the action or practice of deceiving someone by concealing or misrepresenting the truth. Jesus taught that the truth will set you free. So repent of all deceit and live God first. So take a minute to think about in your life any area, any place where you're not being truthful. Where for whatever reason you're trying to choose a, a deceitful way. Um, it, when you study the, the life of Abraham, he tried to deceive the king when he, they, they went to, uh, to Egypt and, and, uh, and his wife was really beautiful. And so he tried to tell this, hey, she's my sister, not my wife, right? And that gets him in all kinds of trouble. Because he was trying to not trust in God, that God could protect Sarah and God could protect him. Uh, and uh, anyway, and deceit always gets us in trouble. And there's lots of stories in the Bible about that. But if you're trying to deceive, no matter how big or how small that deceit is, that's a self-first lifestyle. You're looking for a shortcut. I'm going to put me before the truth. I'm going to try to, uh, to, to lie or, or, or whatever uh, so that I can kind of get out of this. And that's deceitful. And we're not going to grow in Christ when that's in our heart. Uh, that's not a God-first lifestyle. When, when God is first, then I know the truth is going to set me free. And, uh, and so I want to repent of whatever deceit is in my life. Whatever way I'm trying to deceive others, get it out of your life. Live according to the truth of God's word. Jesus himself said, I am the way and the truth and the life. So whether it's being deceitful in your finances or in your marriage or in your social media life or in your whatever life, right? What you're looking at, whatever it is, it's destroying. Your, it's destroying you. It's destroying your relationships. And most importantly, it's not. There's no way God is first when we're lying to people and we're living in deceit. Uh, we want to live by the truth of God. We should, as Christians, be able to, to live an open life. We don't, we don't, we're not trying to hide anything from anybody. We, uh, we've sinned and fallen short. We've repented of that sin. And, uh, and, uh, and so we're, we're not trying to live in deceit anymore. Satan wants you to hide. Satan wants you to hide all the bad things you've done, all the bad things you think. He wants you to, uh, to, to run and hide. But Jesus says, give it to me. Cast all those cares upon me. Give it to me. Whatever you think about, offer it up to Jesus. Say, I'm, you know, I need to repent of these thoughts in my heart and my mind. Whatever it is, uh, these lies that I've told, we don't have to hide anything from God. That's the first thing Adam and Eve did when they sinned in the garden was they hid from God. They tried to hide their sin, uh, and, uh, and, and they tried to hide their nakedness that they weren't even aware of before. And, um, and so, you know, it exposed them. And ever since then, we've been trying to be deceitful. 
and hide from God. And, and the serpent, that's what he used, deceit, when he tricked Adam and Eve into, into disobeying God in the garden. Uh, and so that self-first lifestyle of deceit, and uh, it's, it's going to ruin this coming year for you and for me if we don't live in the truth of God's Word. Repent of all deceit. Live God first. Every time you have the opportunity to be truthful, that's an opportunity to put God first. Even if it costs you, even if it costs you your life, it's an opportunity to put God first and to say, I'm going to live according to truth. Um, and so then another thing he talks about putting away uh, is hypocrisy. And, uh, and so hypocrisy is the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. So I claim to, uh, and that's, of course, the greatest criticism. Uh, so many people don't go to church because that's where all the hypocrites are, right? So we claim to have moral standards or beliefs, but our, our lifestyles don't, don't add up to that. And, uh, and that is horrible. That is horrible when people do that, uh, and it's horrible when we do it in our own lives, and we've got to repent of that because it leads to putting people first. As the hypocrite, you're, gonna, you're, you're trying to impress people by pretending to be someone that you're not. Right? You're, trying to, you're trying to show people how great you are or how you know, churchy you are or how much of the Bible you know, but if your lifestyle is a wreck and it doesn't live according to God's Word, you're not a witness for, for God. You're, you're, Satan is using your witness to show everybody, look at those hypocrites. Um, and so if you are following Christ, if you claim that you, you know, have been covered in the blood of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Strive to live like that. Pray for the power you can. God will empower us to live for Him and so that we don't have to be hypocrites. We can be truthful in what we believe and how we act reflects what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. So I want to challenge you to live first, God first in 2020, uh, by living for the Lord, by walking in the power of the Holy Spirit wherever you go. That's the problem, is if we are being hypocritical and we don't have control, it's because we're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, self-control. You're going to be able to control your desires and your urges, whatever, whatever they are, whatever urges or desires that are out of control, if you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so that's what's missing is God is not first. You are not growing and you are not finding the power of God in your life because He's not first. You're not putting Him first. Another thing He talks about that we need to get rid of is envy. And so that's a strong desire for what someone else possesses. I want what someone else has got. And, uh, and, uh, and that can lead to a stuff first lifestyle, right? And, uh, and, and no matter how much stuff you get, it's never going to be enough. You're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be happy. And so we've got to repent of envy in our hearts. And we've got to be content with what God has given us. And we've got to be content with who we are in God. Because sometimes it's not always material stuff, but I want the singing voice that so-and-so has. Or I want the, uh, you know, the job that someone else has. Or whatever it is, right? Uh, and, uh, and, and so we, we envy other people's abilities or skills um, and, uh, and, 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 and instead of 
trying to ask God for help to learn those skills or to put in the work to do those skills, we just sit there being envious and, uh, and kind of hating those people because of that or whatever. Uh, and so, and, and even sometimes maybe going and stealing their stuff or, uh, you know, who knows what Satan does with that when we give in to that spirit of envy. But it comes down to contentment. Are you content with who God has created you to be and then what He can do in your life? how He can transform and change your life and give you uh, gifts and skills that you never dreamed possible when you put God first. And so we encourage you to do that. Live God first. Find your contentment in God. And then another big one that he talks about is slander. And so slander is making false or damaging statements about someone. Uh, Living God first means we desire to build others up. By believing in what God can do in a sinner's heart. Right? We believe in what God can do in a sinner's heart. Slandering others is a Satan first lifestyle. For that is what he does, right? That's, that's what he is. Uh, that's what he, Satan lives to do is slander and falsely accuse. Uh, and so, so live God first by making every effort to build others up and believe in what God can do. Build others up. Believe in what God can do. That's what it is. Uh, You know, it may be that that you hear somebody, maybe they're slandering you. And uh, and a lot of times we get upset about that, but the truth is you could sit there and tell them, you know what, it's so much worse than you even know. (laughs) It's so, you can go ahead and say whatever you want about me, but I promise you it's so much worse than that. Uh, And if it were not for Jesus Christ, uh, uh, right, uh, I would be, you know, even worse. And so so think about that. And, And in your heart, anytime you feel like slandering somebody, Right, damaging them by words, even making up lies to, to hurt them, realize that's Satan at work in your life. God is not ever calling you to slander somebody, to tear somebody down in an evil and hateful way. God is never calling us to do that. Uh, we've got to believe that even the worst people we know, just like we were, Jesus Christ can save. And so our heart is to, to see that. Our heart is to pray for them and in uh, any kind of feelings we have um, of malice or whatever it is in our life toward people, turn that into prayer. God, my heart is to see this person punished, but I pray that you would change that and that they would be saved and that you would build them up and that you would create in them a new heart. And so there's so many things here to, to pray about and so many other scriptures to pray about in this year to come. Uh, but what about those little things? Like these, I think, are sometimes we see them as little things. I Just a little feeling of hate in my heart. It's okay. I'm just going to go on with it. Uh, it's just a little bit of unforgiveness in my life. That's okay. I'm not going to... It's, it's not really hurting me that bad, right? Uh, it's, just little, it's just a little white lie. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a hypocritical, but it's okay. Everybody is. We all these little things that we we think are little, but they're actually big. It's kind of like Jesus said to to uh, not be trying to take the log out of your neighbor's eye or to take the splinter out of your neighbor's eye when you have a log in your eye. And so that's a lot of times that's what these things are: is they're logs in our own eyes, but we're so busy trying to take the little specks out of somebody else's eye that we don't see how big they are and how much they're affecting our day-to-day life and our day-to-day relationship 
with God. So I want to challenge you, will you be faithful in the little things in 2020? In this year ahead, will you be faithful in those little things so that God can do a greater work in your life? Seriously pray about those places in your life that, um, that you're not putting God first. Because uh, we're either putting God first or we're putting Satan first. And, uh, and we don't like to think of it that way, but that's clearly what the Bible teaches us. That we are to take up our cross and deny ourselves and follow Him. We've got to put God first in all things in our life day by day. And so pray about that. Pray about being faithful in those things. Whatever little things they are, get out of here and take care of them. Begin to work on them. Begin to ask for prayer for for help and talk to other people about how you need help with those things so that this year is different. This year you truly, wholeheartedly give, uh, put God first. Right, Love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So as we close today with the time invitation, we, uh, we have that time invitation for you to think about that. What's first in your life? And God is not going to be first in your life until you're saved. Until you repent of your sin. Until you believe in God's Son, Jesus Christ. Until you believe that He came in a manger, but He didn't stay there. He rose to become uh, the Savior of the world. And uh, He lived a sinless, perfect life while in a human body, which none of you have done and neither have I. And, uh, and, and what, did, what did mankind do for Him? They killed Him. They crucified Him on the cross. And uh, Satan thought he had won the victory, but three days later, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And, uh, and He appeared to hundreds of eyewitnesses, and then He was ascended into heaven. And He is alive today through the power of the Holy Spirit. And He's alive today in the heart of everyone that truly believes in Him and puts Him first. So we challenge you, do you believe that? Are you saved today? Do you know that if you died today, you would go to heaven? Uh, What would you say to God? Would you say, I don't deserve it, God, but Jesus died for me and I put my trust in Him and that is all I have. right? Or would you try to tell God how good you were in uh, in all these things? And that kind of gives you an idea. If you haven't put your trust wholeheartedly in Jesus Christ, you're not saved because we are not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's it. And that's it. And so we challenge you today to truly take that seriously. And where growth in Jesus Christ starts is those little things. And that's one of those things. may seem like, I can do that later on, but that's a huge obstacle. Until you're saved, you can't grow. Right? Until you can't, you're not even born. You've got to be born again. And so, uh, so you've got to, to truly put your trust. And so if you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ, today's the day you can do that. And we'd love to pray for you. We'll have Evan and, and the deacons will come down and we'll pray with you if you want to receive Christ as your Savior. Or if you're a believer today and you know there's some things in your life that you need to get out of there, that you need to get right with God so that you can put Him first in this coming year. Let's pray for that. Let's pray for God to do great things in this coming year in our church, in our community, uh, in uh, in this world. And so let's stand together and uh, and and deacons, if y'all will go ahead and come down and.